Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. Bandwidth for Mostly Photo is provided by Cashfly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. This is Mostly Photo with Catherine Hall and Leo Laporte. Episode 8, recorded May 10th, 2011. Rick Salmon. Mostly Photo is brought to you by Ford and the 100% reinvented 2011 Ford Explorer with room for seven passengers, best-in-class V6 highway fuel economy, and available sync with my Ford Touch. The 2011 Ford Explorer is perfect for your adventures with the family. For more information and to submit your photos to the Mostly Photo Adventure Awards, visit MostlyPhotoAdventures.com. And by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to Squarespace.com slash MostlyPhoto and be sure to check out their annual plans for savings of up to 20% off. It's time for Mostly Photo. Hello, everybody. Leo Laporte here. And joining me right now, Catherine Hall. Lisa Bettany is traveling around the world, and we were having difficulty with her Skype last week, so Catherine very kindly <laughs> said, I'll fill in, and we're so glad to have you back for another week, but this time you're not the subject matter. No, I am not. Yeah. The pressure's on Rick. <laughs> Tell us about Rick Salmon. <laughs> well, Rick has been actually a mentor for me, so it's quite an honor to be here. Um, his work is spectacular, and he's been doing it for a long time, and I'm really excited to hear all he has to share, but um, Rick... Rick Salmon, welcome. I, I, I wonder, why are you called the Godfather? Why am I called the Godfather? The Godfather of are, you the, are you the Godfather of photography? That's his, yeah, Godfather of photography. And I want to know, I know Trey Radcliffe came up with the name, but what is its origin? Well, that's it. I was interviewing uh, Trey at uh, the B&H uh, uh, Learning Center over there, you know, in New York City. So I interview him. He says, Rick, it's an honor to meet you. You're one of the Godfathers of the photo industry. Because, you know, I've been around a long time. I, w I think I started before Trey was born. <laughs> well, and you too, Catherine. Yeah, that's easy, but not before me. I can tell you that right now. Wait, I have a question, well, though. Were if you naked dancing in the mud at Woodstock, Leo? Uh, no, but I was listening on the radio as people were heading up. Is that did, did you actually dance naked in the mud at Woodstock? I can't send you the link, but <laughs> were I, you? I, I think I was there. I think <laughs> I was there. If you remember it, you photos. weren't. <laughs> did you play music there? Uh, no, I didn't play music. Well, actually, we brought our guitars, but we didn't play. The reason we ask, Rick is uh, coming to us from his studio at Croton on Hudson in New York, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, place. I know because my, my daughter goes uh, to school up the river at uh, Bard, and so it's just oh, any... Cool. Oh, it's so beautiful. But I see behind you in your little studio some electric guitars. Yep, I, uh, I play, well, actually, I went to Berkeley College of Music, and this is actually how I got started with photography. Wow. I went to Berkeley, came out, started teaching. I had a lot of downtime. And I started sending around pictures to photo magazines, and they got published. And I wrote an article, got published, and then the editor of the photography magazine was leaving, asked me to be the editor. You know, it's interesting. Oh, knows? I learned this with about no Catherine. Training. Catherine went to Cal, with Poly, Cal Polytechnic for music. No, well, I did actually get a music minor, but so I you did were go interested. You went photography and music. But I have a question for you, Rick. Yep. So obviously, you have two passions: music and photography. Why did you choose to make a living in photography, and do you ever look back and wonder if? Mm. 
Uh, well, I still play a lot of photography, uh, a lot of music. Well, I play every day oh, for an hour. Uh, I still teach. I still have a lot of fun. I play with friends. Oh, that's nice. uh, I never look back. Uh, you know, photography is great. You know, it's taken me all around the world, and that's what's great about uh, you know being a travel photographer. It, it opens doors. You get to go places that you never would have gotten before, like you know Mongolia, you know India, Nepal, Bhutan, all these cool places. You have an amazing, on the front page of your uh, blog, ricksalmon.info of your website. Uh, I wish I had a higher res picture of this. Um, I'll show you the picture from the website. This is an amazing shot. Yeah, it's phenomenal. This looks like a painting. This looks like Frederick Remington painted it. Mongolian. Well, actually, he did. He did, and I just put it on my blog for fun. <laughs> did you take a picture of his painting? Is that your MO? I just took a picture. No. Actually... Actually, this is a, this is an interesting story. I was given a seminar once down in Florida. And a guy comes up to me and says, "You know, I really like your work. I think you're a fun guy. I'd like to, you know, take a workshop with you." I said, "Great. They're listed on my site." He said, "No, I'd love to take a private workshop." Mm. I said, "Cool." He said, "Well, where do you want to go?" So jokingly, I said, "You know, I'm going through the places I had been. I had not been to Mongolia." I said, mm, "Let's go to Mongolia." So wounds up, it turns out the guy's a zillionaire. Takes me on a private workshop to Mongolia. Must be nice. Wow. So what's going on in this picture, once a year in June, these real soldiers from the real Mongolian army get together and they put on this revival show of like Genghis Khan charging ah. you know, over the hills and scaring the heck out of all these other people. And this is why this army, this is why Genghis Khan, you know, owned, you know, controlled from, you know, Beijing over to Europe. It was amazing. But we get there, and the guy says to me, oh, he says, oh, it's overcast, it's dusty, we're not going to get any great shots. I said, are you kidding, Jack? This is ideal. This is like being on a movie set. It is. <laughs> because the, the, the dust created, you know, it cut down on the contrast range. And one of the things, you know, that I really talk about is seeing the light. And when you cut down the contrast range, it's much easier to take pictures. So um, we were, you know, it was a little lucky. We were there at the right time, but... We set up to shoot in exactly the right location. We asked, hey, where are the horses going to charge? So we, we did this, and, and it worked out, and I got a few good shots. There's something the dust does, too, is it makes it more um, ethereal and magical and more unreal. So that's, it, 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 it looks like, that's why it's, it's painterly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the dust really added to it. And just one thing, if you're in a situation like this, never change your lenses on your digital oh, SLR, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. didn't do. Because you're going to get so much dust in yeah. there. Yeah. Did you do much post to bring out the contrast? In I did. A, I did some post. One thing I did is I'm really big on cropping. If you look at at this image, it's cropped like in the HD format. Yeah. And another thing, another one of my tips is the name of the game is to fill the frame. I like to fill the frame with stuff that's interesting. There was like boring dirt on the bottom, boring sky on the top. So I cropped it in this format. And I increased the, uh, well, because it lacked contrast, I increased the contrast, increased the sharpness, increased the uh, saturation. And I think as photographers, if we think about what's lacking in a picture, it's very easy to, you know, add and enhance the picture in Photoshop, Lightroom, Aperture, or wherever. So are you cropping most of the time in frame or are you doing it in post? Uh, well, I try to crop in frame, but here I was, uh, I was shooting with a 70 to 200 millimeter IS lens with a 1.4x uh, teleconverter, so I wasn't that close. So we had to crop in, uh, had to crop in, uh, in post. In, in some ways, that's reassuring to me, and I think it's very interesting. I, I often I'll sit in Lightroom and look at crops, and sometimes the best crop is a non-standard 
uh, aspect ratio. And yeah. I was nervous about doing that. Oh, go for it. I was so I glad you said that because people ask me all the time, and you know, do you crop for eight by ten or thirteen by nineteen, whatever? Forget about that. You know, you just, you know, a painter is not going to buy like a canvas and say, okay, I'm going to paint to fill this canvas. They're going to cut the canvas or whatever to make, you know, the image as have as much impact as possible. Right. Like, you know, some people like the square format, you know, with the Hasselblad cameras and the Mamiya cameras. Right. But uh, you really want to crop for the picture. Don't pay attention to 8 by 10 7 by 10 any of that. Crop for the picture. Crop for impact. This is a class. It couldn't be a better example of that because it is such, it just lends itself to that particular 16.9 uh, or wider. Actually, it looks more like cinemascope. Yeah, a little panoramic. Yeah. So well, the other picture... Yeah, the other picture that you were showing when you scrolled down, Leo, it's cropped in the square format. Right. I like that. Yeah. yeah thank you. Yeah. Again, because it fits it fits the horseman. Now, you, I notice you don't do the golden mean or the rule of thirds here. You put the horse in the middle. Well, uh, the actually, the horse is in the middle, but the uh, rider's head is near the top of the frame. And sometimes it's good. You know, I think what you're talking about is the rule, you know, dead center is deadly. You don't want to place a subject right. in the dead center of the frame. But, you know, breaking the rules works sometimes. You have to know the rules to break them. Yeah, and having that negative space in front of him for that like movement that. to move yes. is kind of what makes that I was going to ask that. So the horse is slightly shifted. There's more space yeah. in front than there is in, in back. And look how, look how tiny that horse is. Well, I noticed that exactly. also. It's very tiny. <laughs> I, I bet that guy's not that big. Yeah. <laughs> He's not that big. There's an interesting story about that if you want to hear. Sure. Yes, please. I'm really big in life and uh, in my photography. <clears throat> I like to have a lot of fun. Catherine knows I joke around, well, you know. I don't take myself seriously. If you saw the sign behind my desk, it says, don't believe your own, well, I'll have to tone it down. <laughs> don't believe your own PR. <laughs> and you can't believe your own PR. You gotta tell people you have books and all this stuff. I have a stuff. sign like that behind me. It says, look humble. But, well, it's the Not same be thing. humble, just look humble. Just look humble. I like that one. <laughs> but with that picture, I'm big on setting goals. And I take my work very seriously. And with that picture, I set the goal. And I told my student, I said, let's set the goal. And if you set goals in life and in photography, you'll get the, in photography, you'll get the shot. You, if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there? So for that shot, I said, Jack, the student, I said, let's set the goal to get the shot of the horse. Everyone wants to get the shot with all the hooves, hooves off the ground, right? Yeah. So if we knew what we had to do, we had to set a fast shutter speed. We had to have a nice background. We had to use rapid frame advance. We had to use AI service focus, servo focus. So we had to do all these things. We set the goal. We got the shot. So I really encourage photographers to, you know, when they go someplace, set a specific goal. Not just, oh, I'm going to this festival in Mongolia. I want to get some fun shots. What you want to do is you want to set a specific goal to get a specific shot. I love that. Yeah. Get get well, the get the hooves in the air, and a lot of Every, times, everyone uh, who photographs horses wants to get that shot. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, because then you don't have to go back and go. Oh, if only <laughs> I had done that one. There's only, always a hoof on the ground. If only we well, could. actually, guys, that that's a combination of 37 shots that wow. I in. <laughs> I was gonna no. say, otherwise you're spending a lot of time in post, huh? No. Say it again, Rick, because I thought that was really good. Uh, you shoot it at a fast shutter speed. So you're, is, it shutter, yeah, want is it shutter priority that you set it for? Well, uh, you can shoot in shutter priority or aperture priority, but we set it at a thousandth of a second to freeze the action. Okay. We use the AI servo focus. That's another on the one. Now, now, actually, that's, you're shooting a Canon, I gather. Yeah. 
So, so it's focus tracking. So, it, yeah, it's just so people who have different cameras, it doesn't use the same terminology. Uh, that means that as you, the picture moves, it refocuses as you change. Yeah, as a subject move, it's amazing. Uh, focus tracking, no matter what camera you're using, actually tracks the subject as it's, as it's moving right up until the moment of exposure so you get the sharp shot. So for sports or anything that's moving around, AI servo or automatic tracking. Or someone, you know, Catherine, someone getting, get, someone getting Catherine's water or something like that. That would work, too. <laughs> they move fast when they do that. I, I saw the guy come in there. I'm very like demanding. I'm kind of like chop, chop. Chop, chop. Thirsty over here. The other here. thing is you want to test your exposure. Like, we tested our exposures in different areas of that field. So, basically, it becomes point-and-shoot photography. If you set the goal and you know your camera inside and out, you can make these controls in the dark. It, bec it becomes like second nature. It's like, it's like Santana or Clapton playing guitar. They're not thinking about mm. what notes they're playing, what key, we're mm -hmm. talking about music, what notes they're playing, what key they're in, what their buddies are doing, what pedals, what, uh, how they're using their pedals or their knobs or bending the note. They're just doing it. They're just doing it. And that's what photography has to become in situations like this. You can't be, you know, looking at your instruction manual and say, oh, how do I set continuous focus or focus tracking or whatever? We're talking with Rick Salmon of ricksalmon.info. Actually, uh, yeah, both, so both Catherine and I wanted to know, why not ricksalmon.com? You have .com. Enlighten us. Well, I have .com, but I'm really all about info. I love blogging. Uh, yeah. uh, I put up, uh, I would say, 95% of my uh, blog posts are about info. So, you know, as Trey Radcliffe called me the godfather, I've been around a long time, so I'm in a position where I really I really like to share, and it's really, uh, it's really a lot of fun. You get people like Trey saying something like that or some other people saying, hey, you know, um, this post inspired me or whatever. So it's it's a lot of fun. So you I'm about info. You also have a, a, a iPhone and iPad a photo app called Rick Salmon's 24-7 Photo Buffet. Yes. Tell me about that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Uh, this was my first app. And this is, you know, timing's everything in life. Actually, did you guys see uh, Country Strong, the movie with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? No, I'm afraid no. not. I, no. Well, actually, it's a great movie. There's a great song in there, Timing is Everything. But anyway, timing is everything. And... I'm at the Maui Photo Festival. I'm in a helicopter with the doors off, shooting, you know, the beautiful scenery in Maui. And a guy behind me is attending the festival, and he's shooting. Get out of the helicopter. We said, man, that was great. So I say to him, what do you do? He says, well, I'm an app developer. Four months later, I had my first app, uh, which is Rick Salmon's 24-7 Photo Buffet, which has a ton of information. It has uh, text in there. It has movies in there. Uh, so it's it's it a teaching a app. It's, it's the best of my best. So da Dr. Dave Wilson um, developed this app, and after that we did um, we have iHDR. I have an HDR app. So I'm just moving into the world of apps because you know as I was telling Catherine, you know this your audience is worldwide. My thirty dollar book here in the United States costs sixty dollars in uh, Great Britain. Cost sixty dollars in Australia. My apps cost five bucks, right, or less. So, so HDR. Uh, so you have other ones too. Look at this. Light it. You have yeah, Butterfly Wonders. I want to hear. Like, how many apps do you have? I want to hear about the HDR app. Yeah, does it do I, HDR? I don't know how many apps I have. Uh, I, I've lost, yeah. Well, I have thirty-six yeah. books. If I, I if I, I get six. your app, can I take photos like you? <laughs> uh, yes, you. Yes, that's five the whole bucks, point. That's My such apps a deal. don't do anything. They just really like app books. <laughs> Which app are you most proud of? I would say I'm most proud of um, 
of, um, I think, a 24-7 photo buffet because it's, it's just done phenomenally, you know, phenomenally well. And I get lots of notes and uh, people really like it. And, you know, it's like having me with you all the time. So, you don't, you know, this guy now doesn't need to take me to Mongolia to help him out uh, taking pictures. Just take the app. So the idea is really the instead of books, you're doing apps. Yes, no more books for me. The pictures, well, as you guys know, the pictures look fantastic. I was going to get my iPad. Uh, the pictures look fantastic on the iPad, right? Right. You know, in the book, as much as publishers try, as much as they try, it's, it's reflective art, right? And the light's bouncing off right. the pages right. and, you know, whatever. So with the iPad, the pictures just look so great. So no more books for me, just apps. You know, I unless, do notice. Unless Trey says to me, "Hey, Rick, you know, you're the Godfather. Maybe you should <laughs> write do a like book? the Godfather of photography book. book. The Godfather of photography. I'm so, gonna call him Ricardo Simone. Ricardo Pardon? Simone, Godfather. <laughs> hey, Ricardo. Ricardo, that's your new name for me. Well, you saw that picture on my. You saw the picture. You're making fun of the picture on my. Uh, on my about page. Yep. Oh wait a minute, I gotta see that Following now. Following up. Go to the about. Okay. Uh, about, about contact. Page, okay. The one of you jumping down. out oh, of the by plane. The way, I have a question about you jumping out of the plane. Did okay. you have a? Are you one of those photographers that? I feel like there's two breeds. There's the type that only bring their camera when they're actually going out to take pictures, or there's the type that carries their camera everywhere they go. Which type are you? Well, I usually bring my camera, but jumping out of a plane. Did you, you know, have your I, I camera jumping out of a plane? I had the tandem guy knock them out, and they, I would, I would have. I mean, my life depended on that dude. They actually, I think they make, they take pictures, and they say, "You don't, we will." See, I have an yeah, idea. This, I made this, yeah. Ricardo. I think you should bring me along next time, and I'll, I'll take your photo. Well, I mean, I'm skydiving next month in New Paltz, New York. Are you so nuts? If you wanna, uh, I want to go. It's one of my like main things I need to do. Come, at least once. I actually listen, Catherine. What's the worst that can happen? Well, you, I'd be dead. Don't, don't ask that question. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the funny. wrong question. It's actually to ask. my only my family that would be stuck with the repercussions. Yeah, you'd be. A, it'd be I'd over be, for you. I'd be gone. I'd be Just happy. Be a I'd be mark. some spirit every, somewhere. Just a little splat mark. <laughs> so you were talking though about this picture of uh, his the nuns at his grammar oh, the school. Nuns. Please don't show the nuns. That gives me nightmares. <laughs> so you were. I heard you were strapped. So the, the thing is with Rick is he's always doing so, something. You know, he's reinventing himself, trying new things. I love that. The, the guy with no specialty. That's a real artist. And so he that. couldn't sit still. And so in grammar school, what happened in grammar school? Well, I, you know, I move around a lot. As you can see, I'm Italian, so I'm always moving. And I'm still on the move. So what happened is I was squirming around, and the nun made me stand up, and she took off my belt, and she tied me to the chair. <laughs> I wouldn't move. The first time I read it, I, I was skimming, I have to admit, and I read Belt and None, and I thought, wow, oh. that's a lot to share on the blog, on your wow. website. <laughs> so there is actually a uh, 1940s movie star, Ricardo Simone. Ricardo Simone. That, it looks gonna, just like you. Do you think that will stick? Do you think I could change his nickname from The Godfather to Ricardo Ricardo Simone. Simone. Well, that's actually, that's actually an iPhone app. My friend took a picture of me. Oh, and, it is uh, you. It is oh. me. It's an iPhone app. I forget the name of the app. Uncanny resemblance. Like you. I know. That's uncanny. That's, yeah. Wait, so if if Rick is the godfather of the photography world, what are you of the tech world, Leo? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Uncle Leo. I'm Uncle the Captain Leo? Kangaroo of the tech world. Yeah, okay. I you like buy that. that, don't you? I kind of am. 
Yeah. Leo, guess what? There's a lot of people out there who don't know who Captain Kangaroo was. Yeah, you and me. In fact, Catherine gave me the strangest look. I have look. no idea. She, see? No, way. no idea. Oh, my God. I think the chat room should, should so send depressed. us some other suggestions. Rick, I'm so wow. depressed. Leo, Leo, he was our hero, right? We're, Saturday morning. Yeah. Captain Kangaroo rocked yeah. the Winkle. Yeah. I'm so depressed, Rick. I'm so old. So am I dating you or am I dating myself? You're That's dating us, I'm afraid. Bad news. <laughs> yeah. Bad news. Hey, Captain, um, can you name anyone in the Beatles? Sorry? It was Paul name... It was Paul McCartney's band before Wings. Can you name anybody? No. No. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> no, she can. Of she, course, of course can. she can. Ugh, okay. Not that, Rick Salmon is, uh, is our guest for ricksalmon.info. Uh, we have lots more to ask you, including what's in your bag. We're talking a little bit about the gear you use. You've got three tips for us. And uh, we'll talk more about your images. So many beautiful images. And I do want to ask you a little bit about, uh, I noticed something different. Every photographer has a different take on this. But I noticed you don't put full quality images uh, up on your uh, on your website. You'd, you'd probably do in the iPad because people can't take them. But I'll ask mm -hmm. you about that. But before we do, I want to mention, as long as we're talking about the web, squarespace.com. Uh, you know, everybody has to have a website. I think this has become pretty obvious when we talk to photographers, when we talk to anybody, anybody who's a business, anybody who wants to have uh, customers or clients, you got to have a place on the web that's yours. It is not a Facebook page. Fine to have a Facebook page, but uh, you have to have a site that it refers back to. You have to have a place that no one can take away from you, and that's why I love Squarespace. A lot of photographers use Squarespace for their portfolios, uh, to uh, to have blogs, to show off. It's because Squarespace is so easy and yet so beautiful. You know, no photographer wants a, a, a blog or a photo site that doesn't look professional or uh, artistic. Just go to the uh, squarespace.com slash mostly photo. Go to the uh, photography uh, link in the examples. These are all pro photographers who use uh, Squarespace to show off their best. And I think... This is a real example of how Squarespace can really give you a great platform that's easy to use. You know, it's one thing to create a website. If you never update it, nobody will come back to visit it. So it's got to be easy to update. It's got to be easy to to uh, put your stuff up there and to have people come to your your site and, and interact with you and participate with you. These are all Squarespace sites I'm showing you, and that's that's what's really remarkable. You could do it yourself. In fact, you can do it for free right now. Just go to squarespace.com slash mostlyphoto. Click the Try It Free button. You don't need a credit card. All you need is the uh, site name, make it up, password, email address, and a little capture here, and you're good to go for two weeks. You can use all of Squarespace's incredible features, including uh, uh, their social integration, so your Flickr photos can go there, your videos from Vimeo, from Quick your tweets from Twitter, your music from Pandora, all the social sites are represented. That great iPad and iPhone app makes it easy to post and moderate. Stats, unlike anyone else. And as and again, templates that just don't look templated. It's so easy. You get hosting plus the software for as little as $12 uh, a month. But uh, if you sign up for the annual plan, you get savings of 20% off. So it's a really good deal. And by the way, this is the best hosting. It will never go down. Squarespace.com. Slash mostly photo the secret behind exceptional websites. Please give them a try. And when you do set up your uh, photo site, there, give me a, send me an email, Leo at twit.tv, and I'll I'll show your Squarespace site next time we do a Squarespace ad. I'd love to hear from some photographers out there who uh, are using Squarespace to make their sites. 
Catherine Hall is filling in this week. It's so nice to have you. Thank you. It's great to be Lisa here. Lisa Bettany's on the road. I think she's down at Scott's, Scott Kelby's Photoshop World. Oh. Having fun with Scott. Um, Rick Salmon has also joined us. You know, lately, one of the things you've been doing a lot of is uh, HDR photography. It's interesting how the world has, you know, Trey and Lisa and everybody. Do you ever do HDR, Catherine? That's you not know, your thing. I, actually, I have a question. How do you, as a portrait photographer, Rick, how do you incorporate HDR without sort of ruining the skin tones, if you will? Great question. It does look odd, doesn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it kind of brings out, you don't always want to bring out all the texture of a skin tone and all the contrast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would not use HDR for a portrait. I would yeah. <clears throat> control would control the light, you know, with uh, lighting, uh, you know, lighting equipment or reflector or diffuser or shooting the shade. The, but the thing is, sometimes you're taking an HDR picture and you have a person, you know, in the scene. So what you what you want to do there is create your HDR image and then you know have that as your top layer. Put your layer uh. with the per your, your original below it, and then you could erase. This is just how to explain. It. There are other ways to do it. Uh, you could erase through so you see the person. So that's how you could get an HDR picture with the person in there. So, Rick, when is this HDR fad going to end? <laughs> well, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm well, kind of with you on that one. <laughs> she's, she's asking that because I put that on my, uh, uh, on my blog. And I always tell people, if you really want to have a lot of fun, go to Google and type in, I hate HDR. <laughs> I mean, there's like a thousand, five thousand pages. So many people hate HDR, and I think that's because sometimes it's uh, it's overdone. And it can uh, it can be gimmicky. It can it really can. be gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah, it can. So, I mean, give us give us your take on it. Is it a fad, and why is it not a fad? Because I know you think it isn't. Well, uh, <clears throat> actually, the godfather of photography, Ansel Adams, started HDR, you know, back in the 40s the or 50s. The zone system is kind of HDR, HDR for film, huh? So he's validating it by bringing in Ansel Adams. Yeah, see, that makes it okay. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, seriously, he, he created HDR images by using different chemicals, different papers. I, I did all this in the, in the wet dark room, different filters, different exposure times, burning and dodging, all that stuff. Um, I guess so that's HD true. Burning and dodging yeah. is kind of like HDR, isn't it? That's true. Kind of. Yeah. Well, you're is. deciding that this is going to be darker, this is going to be lighter. Yeah, but it's... But you don't have multiple doing, images yeah, to combine. Yeah, it's a dynamic range of contrast. Yeah, yeah that's I, true. I think you're controlling certain things, but... Well, well, what it comes down to, actually, is a spatial contingency and the curvilinear aspect of how the light reflects off the sensor. And once people... <laughs> you're lying! Oh, go ahead. He's, <laughs> that, that, didn't you have a sign that said something about BS? That sounded That's really it. official. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the rectilinear curvature. There you go. He remembered. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah. do that. Yeah. People, there's so many people. Leo who does do it that. all the time. That's my job. <laughs> okay, no more water for Ms. Hall. All right. Yeah. I, I have a well. question for you, Rick. With, okay, so it's everyone's dream to be a, are 99% of photographers' dreams to be a travel photographer. Yeah. So you've been to over 100 countries. How have you created a living for yourself doing travel photography? You call this a living? <laughs> <laughs> is that why you live in a motorhome? <laughs> yeah, this is actually, you know, my friend Ben Wilmore. Do you guys know Ben Wilmore? He's pretty big on nature. He actually lives in a motorhome. <laughs> Well, so uh, you, actually, you know, I could go like this, you know, I could bump this, so it looks like we're going over. Like, <laughs> driving bumps, down the road. Driving down the road. Uh, <clears throat> well, I, believe it or not, this is gonna, you know, getting back to being a little serious. You guys know uh, 
Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Sure, pulling my own strings. Uh, he wrote a great book, Real Magic, and he really believes that, that we can create the magic uh, in our lives, that we're in control of our lives. We can create our own reality. Who, who so, is this? He's also before her time. I, I, I actually think I would met, read his, I would Wayne is great. He's really great. What's his last name? D-W-Y-E-R. I'm going to check it out. Dr. Wayne Dyer, real, I read, people write me books all the time, Catherine. They say, I mean, emails all the time. They say, what book do you recommend to be a travel photographer? I say, get Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, uh, Real Magic. It's he actually Deepak D-Y-E-R. I spelled it wrong once, yeah. so you won't be able to find it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, you know, I worked in the advertising. There you go. I worked in the advertising agency. From Did the, you really? The, yeah, I worked at Bozell and Jacobs. I headed up the, the, the Minolta. That's that interesting. Uh, it's it's always funny to find out how people come to photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love it that you both were musicians. There is that. There's the there's the arts side of it, but but see, Rick and Rick is a good businessman. And I think he got that from the advertising side of it. He got that from the business side of that. I think it's well. well continue your story, but I have a question on that. So, so well, well, the thing is, I was in the advertising agency, heading up the Minolta camera account between 1980 and 1990. Wow, and. Yeah, and I mean, I was the vice president. So anyway, oh. was that because you were funny. a photographer, or is that? That's because I look good in a suit. I <laughs> and I can't believe, like I, you know, me with the tie. Anyway, at at uh, in nineteen when I left in nineteen ninety, I was forty. I was not yet the Godfather, but wow. uh, when I was there, I saw all these photographers. Har okay, Catherine, do you know Harry Benson? Yes. What's his claim to fame? I don't know. Harry Benson was the Beatles photographer. Wow. You oh, gotcha. You do, if you do a search on Harry Benson. That's a pretty good I mean, claim to fame. It is. Yeah. So Harry Benson would come in. Robert Farber. See, but uh, Anna uh, Leibovitz cheated him. Yeah, because she's, she's famous for, you know. For that one. That the one, right place at the right y time. Yono, Yono Oko Lennon photo. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all these photographers would come in. I'm there with my suit and the tie. I'm promoting them. So after Harry. five years, that's it. That's Harry a Benson classic. Took, oh yeah, oh. that's a classic. Great. He photo. set up that. Oh, there's a lot. Harry has so many stories. He would be a. He would be a Wouldn't great that guest. Be the greatest we'll get him job. on. Can you yeah. help us get him on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll shoot him oh, an email after. This. I would love but to get him on. The Godfather knows everyone. He's eighty. He's eighty. Oh, Harry that would Benson's, be so cool. But look at these pictures that he has. So anyway, and you know what? This is you know, Catherine. You are younger, and I don't. You know, um, I don't expect younger people to look at Paul McCartney to know some of the great photographers. I interviewed uh, Scavulo. I interviewed mm. uh, Andre Fonja. I interviewed all these people. People don't know who these people are today. These are the people who are great, great, great photographers. Some have survived, but, you know, I think Harry Benson is a good example of somebody because he was, his photos were so topical. Uh, yes. that, that maybe he hasn't survived is in the way that uh, Bresson or somebody like that yeah. or, mm -hmm. or uh, Dion Arbus has survived. These are so topical. And yet this is, forget it's the Beatles. This is an amazing photogra photograph. I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Rick, you said you interviewed him. I think you should post that on your blog. Oh, yeah. Well, I interviewed Harry and I interviewed well, We're going to uh, interview him. We'll post it on our blog when we yeah. interview him. How yeah, about yeah, that? <laughs> Eisenstadt. Wow. I interviewed Eisenstadt oh. when he was eight. Wow. But uh, Arthur Rothstein, the FSA, I'm sure a lot of listeners don't know what FSA means, but it was the Farm Security Administration. But anyway, I'm dating myself now, but getting back to the advertising agency, I hated it there. I hated it so much. I had like horrible back pain. So I finally got out and started, 
living my life. And as Dr. Wayne Dyer says, and again, I'm being serious now, you start living the life you want to live and that becomes your life. I mean, I would go on vacation with my photography vest and all this stuff. And here I am. <laughs> Wait, a and I tell Wait a minute. Do you really have a photography vest? Yes. It's very important because okay, I'll tell you why. He definitely outdorked me. This is your, this is your third carry on when you can only take two carry ons. My third carry-on is the vest with the filters. Oh my gosh! With my, with my flashes, with my uh, pocket He's wizards, with the everything. System. I like to go through the X-ray machine. <laughs> it's not X-rays anymore; it's these body scans. Yeah, I know. They'll make you take the vest off, but at least you can run it through the scanner. Yeah. So, so you started in film, obviously. I started in uh, with uh, film, and uh, how was the transition I, to digital for you? Was it difficult? Were you? Did you welcome it? It was a little scary. Uh, for the first two trips, I took my, uh, you know, SLRs, and I took little uh, digital cameras. Then I, I went to Cuba in 2001. Mm. I had a journalist license, by the way. Uh, and um, I, I took a Canon, the first Canon uh, digital SLR with me. And as soon as I came back, I sold all my film cameras. Really? Uh, in 2001? in 2001. That's very early. early. I didn't switch to four. Yeah. Oh, you, you're young enough to have switched as well. Oh, yeah. I use film. So, so anyway, how did you make a living in travel photography? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, well, Thank you, Catherine. You're keeping me on track. Good for you. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell you what. I saved a lot of money when I was at the advertising agency. I, another advice, I, another piece of advice I give to young photographers, I say invest, your, uh, invest wisely. Diversify your investments. Just like you guys uh, said before, you know, my specialty is not specializing in photography because I diversify. You have to do the same with your investments. Every single photographer, working photographer I know, as Leo pointed out just a few minutes ago, uh, is a good business person. Yeah, it's fun going to Mongolia and doing all this stuff, but we work hard. Most of us spend more time on the business than on uh, uh, shooting. So getting back to making a living, I, I started writing books. I started selling articles, uh, started selling stock uh, started uh, teaching, started doing workshops. Uh, what else did I do? Just, I, again, I did so many things. It, uh, my father uh, had a great expression. It takes a lot of peanuts to feed an elephant. And this, <laughs> I like that. Oh, he, he had a lot. Well, my boss, uh, it was good. And the, the point is that all this stuff adds up. It really adds up. My boss had a great expression too. It says, you don't have to be a millionaire to live like one. Well, I don't know about so, that. Well, no, like I go to Mongolia and I, I go on the, I was just in Alaska. This you, don't, guy, you don't have to be I, a millionaire. You just have to know a millionaire. Yeah, that's, or a bazillionaire, <laughs> well, that's as he describes. Well, I, I was shooting the bald eagles in Alaska with my 100 to 400 millimeter lens, which is about 1500 bucks. This guy has this $11,000 lens on a gimbal head on a tripod. Oh, man. I got the. I, I think I got pretty good pictures. <laughs> I think you probably got better pictures. It's usually the amateurs like me who have that ridiculous they have gear. A, why is up with that? They have better gear. Because because uh, the guy they spent all his money it. in real estate, made yeah, all his spent yeah. all his time in real estate, didn't yeah. spend all his time becoming a great photographer. It is difficult to have that balance, but I think it's interesting that you say, Rick, that you have to be a business person. Oh man, oh man, you you have to be a uh, Trey. You know who you know. Trey's he, he an works excellent. It. He works it. He so works it. Robert Farber and the people. You know, there are people that you've never heard of who are my friends who are not who are not good businessmen, but they're great photographers. I know. You, and, and the well, the business. days when you could have a job for National Geographic and just work for 20 years for them and make a living and not do your own thing, those days are gone. They're, they're gone. They're gone. And they, they, I, yeah. Yeah. 
I tell people the, the most important thing you have to do as a photographer today is embrace the social media, Twitter, as you guys know. But for folks who are listening, you have to uh, go on Twitter, you have to go on Facebook, and you know, and there's a big deal. Actually, I have a social media app too, but it's down right now because we're reformatting it for the iPad. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of tips on social media marketing. But this is just so important, as Catherine knows, and you guys know. So you, you, don't, know you don't even have a portfolio site anymore. You just have basically your main blog type site, correct? Well, I have a smug mug site. If you go on, uh, on the top there, it says gallery. So I'm putting together a gallery. But your uh, yeah. portal is, is your blog. That's the yeah. most important thing. That is the most important thing. When I was up in Alaska, I was on a boat for eight days. I couldn't blog uh, and I couldn't tweet. I couldn't go on Facebook. And, you know, Leo mentioned the stats before. You know, uh, my stats went way down because, you know, you disappear. You have, you have to do this every day. Interesting. So uh, I, I'm a big Smug Mug fan, uh, too. And I and uh, these are a lot of these are the HDRs. Uh, that you've been doing it, lately. Yeah, that's the old Havana Hotel in uh, Cuba, oh, Mongolia. Wow. Oh, that's that's a cool place. Oh, uh, look at that. See, this looks like a painting. It really does. Okay, well, I, I'm going to take it back because I, I, on your main site, ricksalmon.info, you have lower quality images. But here on Smug Mug, these are higher quality images. These are higher quality yeah. images, right. Okay. So it wasn't that you were worried that somebody would rip you off. It was just uh, for loading speed and so forth. Yeah, just loading speed, whatever. Yeah. By the way, Cuba, you go to Cuba... Uh, anyone wants to go, I would suggest getting there soon. This is like being, you could see like on a movie It's last set. chance. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that because uh, Victor Cayo and I, Victor's Cuban, have been talking about putting together a photo expedition to Cuba for that very reason because uh, it won't be long before the Castros are gone, Raul's gone. And, uh, and, and it's it, going to get It'll be Americanized again. in a second. You know, I'll well, go. Leo, let's go. I'll let's go. do it. I'm on, I'm on, I've been hey. twice. You've already been. Twice. You've okay. So we'd be so going with the pros. Can, Let's put yeah, together Rick and a trip. I can do it. Yeah. We could do it with the pros. I'd love to. You, go back. Some of your money, in fact, I would bet a lot of it. Rick is doing these kinds of workshops, uh, travel workshops, and so forth. Uh, it, it's funny. I, I look at a pie chart and I, I see everything. The workshops I do, actually, workshops and speaking. I do uh, probably. Yeah. I do a lot of public speaking. Uh, uh, Canon sends me around to a lot of places, but I'm invited a lot of places. So speaking is really a, a good thing too, and I love it. I love speaking. Public Where's, speaking. And go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just no, loving. I would say Look another piece images. of advice. Look at that's these. HDR. This begs to be I, HDR, though, and it, it isn't an attempt to do. A, it, it's almost. It really is a painting. Well, the reason that required HDR is because it was so bright outside, right. and you could see down to the dusty petals and the actually right. the yeah. spider webs. Look at that. On the, on Look at that. Yeah. But uh, getting back to public speaking, one of the best, very best things I did in my life, in addition to um, uh, reading Wayne Dyer's book, was take the uh, Dale Carnegie course um, uh, called Public Speaking and Human Relations. Because basically, you're promoting yourself. You know, if someone comes on a workshop, you know, why are they going to go on my workshop versus someone else's workshop? I try to make it fun. That's, by the way, oh, look at this picture. Yeah. That's the largest Buddhist temple. Well, that's. This is the largest Buddhist temple in the United States. It's 20 minutes from my house <laughs> in, oh, wow. in Kent, New York. So if you guys come to New York, I'll take you there. We'll go shoot. That's is HDR. this an 8 millimeter or it's a pretty wide lens? Very wide. Well, actually, it's, uh, it's cropped. It's, uh, actually, it's my, uh, it was my 15 millimeter. 15 oh, I millimeter. 14. I was one off. One off. Well, I, I have the 14, which is uh, more expensive. 
that's a rectilinear lens where you don't get the distortion. Oh, interesting. With the 15, with the 15 millimeter lens, you get a little bit of that distortion. This is an incredible place. I mean, this is a, if anyone wants to go to, it's called the Changyang Monastery. It's actually a monastery, and it's in Kent, New York. Just mm. type in Buddhist Monastery, Kent, New York, mm. to go up. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, you often say that you make photographs versus take them. Can you explain what you mean by that? Well, I think, you know, if you just take the time, it's not hard to turn a snapshot into a great shot. Like, look at this shot. Uh, what I'm doing here is I'm trying to, well, here oh, in the, that's uh, okay. This is a Buddha park. This is in Laos. I was in Laos last year. I'm trying to isolate all the, you know, it's crazy busy place but we have a buddha statue on the left in the middle and on the right kind of i'm trying to isolate the different elements so if you just take the time to you know composition is the key composition is well edward weston said this uh maybe some people interviewing me right now never heard of edward weston. i heard of edward <laughs> Come weston on now. he was a big inspiration he, for me really yeah, in college Let's yeah see. but anyway he's his uh, one of his he had two great lines one relating to photography, which, uh, which was a composition is the strongest form of scene. And mm. I think this is really true. It, when mm. we start to you know, think about composition, uh, we, can, we really see differently. His other line was uh, relating to printing. People ask me all the time, I'm sure, Catherine, you get the question too, what type of paper should I use? What type of ink should I use? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> he had a great line about printing. He said, I don't care if you make a print on a bath mat as long as it's a good print. Meaning that it really doesn't matter the material, just make a good print. I want to talk, can we go back to the, um, to, okay, so lighting is obviously very important to you. And the lighting in this particular shot is absolutely mm. stunning. Can you talk about, you know, how, I mean, were you waiting here for a long time? Sort of with all these landscapes, the light is a big part of it. How much mm. time are you waiting for the perfect moment? Well, when I shot slides and when photographers shot slides, they had to wait. This is an HDR shot, three shots, zero EV, zero exposure compensation, plus two and minus two. Uh, Sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's like with that car picture before, sometimes it's like more over, sometimes more under. That's just a starting point. But here, it really seemed to work. So what I wanted to do is capture the entire dynamic range of the slot canyons, which are in Page, Arizona. Uh, not too far from the airport. So <clears throat> I enhanced it a little. <laughs> oh, it's not that, too far from the airport. Not to, meaning go, because you can go yeah. and get in a car and go see it. Yeah, it's, you spend <laughs> go on a photo tour. But it's interesting, guys. And by the way, I'm having a great time. I hope you're having a great time. You guys are like uh, fantastic. Uh, so I know this is like, you know, I'm, you know. So a mid-show, a mid-show rev- a review. How are we doing? Okay. We like oh, good. each other. <laughs> I, but you know, I, I know you guys know that, but it never hurts. To, no, this is so much fun. And I think that the thing I wanted to do with this show, and, I'm, and we're getting to do this, is talk to really interesting people who happen to be photographers uh, about their art. And I, I can't imagine a more fun thing to do, Rick. So we thank you for sharing your art with us. And, uh, you. and your photos. That's just wonderful. I have a question. So which reigns supreme? If you have, if you're looking, you know, what do you look for first, light or composition? A composition. I'm looking for the subject like here is a uh, beautiful San Miguel de Allende in Mexico, one of the most, maybe the most romantic city I've ever been in. I mean, the colors, the people, the vines, everything. So this, this soldier, this uh, policeman, is actually a real policeman, was riding around on a horse. 
So we talked to him, hey, could you hop off? Because I, I, I was walking around in the morning and I saw this scene. I thought, oh, man, this would be great to put a person in. So sometimes I walk around and I look for, talking about making pictures, Catherine, um, I look for scenes and I say, oh, you know, I'll move a person into this later or I'll find a person and I'll move the person uh, into the scene. So if you look, look for composition first, then you can control the light with either HDR, a flash, a reflector, a diffuser, or waiting for a different time of day. Because it's, it's really all about seeing the light. Because every picture that, you, that we've looked at today has the same uh, main element, light. Well, of course, that's what you're doing. Um, although what stands out for me in this picture is color. Well, that's, that's it, color. You know, I was just over in uh, Amsterdam and Brussels, and they're great cities, but not a lot of color. And you can compose for color, too. So there, I think the color really yeah. helped to uh, make the scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that really is the skill, at, at least. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah, that I, was really cool. I'd <laughs> hate to stop looking at these photos. Where, where is this one, Rick? Okay, this is in the Magic Beach Motel in uh, St. Augustine, Florida, which is actually closed now. I was doing a workshop there uh, two years ago, walking around. The guy had his door open. And, you know, I'm always prepared for everything, HDR, flash, reflector, diffuser, whatever. So I had my 15-millimeter uh, lens, a 5D Mark II. We had his door open, and I said, this would be a great HDR shot. So you could see on the right, light's coming in from his door, mm -hmm. the open door. Yet, if you look in the back, we could see the details mm -hmm. in, in, the, in the way back there. So I asked him not to move. Catherine, you asked before about people. And... So uh, what I'm doing here is uh, I asked him not to move, and I shot an HDR uh, shot. An HDR shot. The guys said he said his name was Jimmy Rice, but I don't think that was his name. I think he was hiding from the law. Oh no! It, it, this is uh, an example of, uh, and I, it looks to me like almost always with HDR, you push it to the point where it no longer looks photographic. I mean, sometimes people try to make it look like a photograph that just has a lot of dynamic range. You really push it to a painting, to the level of a painting. This is heavily tone mapped uh, it's mm -hmm. beautiful well thank you some people actually i was given uh i was given a, a, a seminar i think you showed a picture from manga watt before yeah. of a boat in the foreground and i was given a seminar and the person said you know that looks like a painting yeah i hate that <laughs> why are you making a painting it should be a picture yeah you're a photographer yeah, so, get with it so obviously <laughs> that guy, that was not a planned shot do you have any tips for people that maybe hesitant to photograph people because they're nervous about asking that's so hard for me i'm very shy yeah and i really leah, have a well, hard time like look at this guy i'd have been too scared to ask him uh well leah when we go to cuba i'll show you it never hurts to ask and here's the thing it, it does never hurt to ask but you just can't go up to like this guy in the motorcycle and say hey dude you know i want to take your shot you go up you say man that is a great bike yeah. tell me about the bike you, you know, establish you rapport have to do that yeah. you you have to do that you just can't when right. i go to places like bhutan uh or uh, nepal there's a picture so actually if you go on my site on my uh, on my workshop page if you scroll down to the bottom you'll see a, a picture of me doing uh, the international workshops you'll see a picture of me doing magic tricks oh uh, and there's a good way to make this, rapport <laughs> this is a great this is a great way to uh to uh, get people to uh like or accept you I mean, I bring magic tricks with me all the time. Oh, how fun. And Catherine, next time I see you, I'll show you this great trick. It's called Scent of a Woman. 
<laughs> I wouldn't do it if I were you, Catherine. Stay it's away. Stay away. Look at you doing a magic trick for monks. Yeah, and look at that. You know, again, it's a low-resolution re shot, but if you uh, go on my site, you can see it. Uh, their faces, they're all enthralled. Oh, and absolutely. It's a very... It's a very simple trick, but this is what you do. You, you know, I, I don't even have my camera. But Rick, out. you didn't take this, I presume. No, my wife took this picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, when do you use model releases, even when you're traveling? Well, let's go back to that picture, and then I'll ask you guys a question. Do you think these monks would know what they're signing? <laughs> no. But you know, I have. Say, a, but I have a question about that because it's getting stricter and stricter, and even entering amateur contests, you know it's required a lot of the time to have a model release. And so how are you just not getting them? And, are, Sometimes and do you ever I regret am, not getting them later? You can't enter this in a contest, I guess, right? Yeah. I can't enter that. Uh, well, you usually, again, usually have to take it to be able to enter it. <laughs> well, yeah. Your well, wife can't enter it into a contest <laughs> either. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, she doesn't have a model release from me, right? <laughs> I'm not going to sign it, right? You're no fool. Yeah. Oh, Sign you your have life away. Yes, a, a good business person. I'm not going to give away my image. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, did you guys have me sign a release before we started? This? Uh, <laughs> come to think of it, no. Uh, no. Neither did I. I want some money if I'm going to sign it. Anyway, getting back to the releases, you can't get a release. It's 20 for I, you I, and 20 for Rick. How about that? I, I, I taught a workshop, uh, a He's seminar not here, with Steve so I can take it. <laughs> Oh, we're watching that. I, I taught a, a, a workshop, a seminar with uh, Steve McCurry. You know, he did that beautiful picture of the Afghan woman. He oh. did get a release for that. And we he did. Wait a minute. This. Wait a minute. Now, that's the most, one of the most famous photos of all time. It's the beautiful blue-eyed Afghan woman who was on the cover of National Geographic. Maybe they, he got a release for that. They did. He did. He had to, right? The National Geographic wouldn't well, have used it. Well, because it's journalism, so you don't have to have You one. don't have to. Yeah. Okay. But I worked we, for we, Steve we, McCurry, by the way. Did you know that? See? I'm... I know the greats. You're hip. You're with it. You're <laughs> happening. I know the old greats. Yeah, he was the lead singer in Journey. But, <laughs> but, but anyway, we talked about release. This was like 10 years ago. And uh, we both agreed like a release, it could destroy the mood. Right. So yes, well, yeah. address Leo's questions. I've lost a ton of money. People call up, oh, I'd love this shot for this. I'd love this shot for this campaign. Can't sell I it. can't do it. But, you know, for the editorial stuff, it's okay. See, I get the release after I'm done shooting. Because you're right, it really does, it can mess with the rapport. Them. But if you do it after you're done shooting, you've already built up the rapport, they trust you, and mm -hmm. right. they don't even actually read it at that point. You must both be very good at that uh, because both of you do amazing people shots, particularly Catherine. So it is about talking to them, getting to know them, not, not being so goal-focused as saying, can I take your picture? Yeah, and that's what, if you ask them all release too early in the relationship, yeah. then it could very well damage. Yeah, you don't want to break their heart it. till later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, talking about people pictures, uh, Leo, you've been doing a great job scrolling around. If you go to my uh, site and go to books. Leo's a good scroller. Oh, that's my job. Yeah. Is I'm Mr. Scroller here, yeah. One of my uh, favorite books is called A Face to Face. And the picture on the cover of that, there you go. These girls were in, uh, these school girls were in uh, Costa so Rica. And my number one tip when it comes to uh, photographing people, it's not a technical tip, it's a, a philosophical tip. And the tip is that the camera looks both ways. In picturing the subject, you're also picturing a part of yourself, meaning the mood, the energy, the feeling, the emotion that you are projecting when you take the picture 
that's going to be reflected. That's going to be reflected in your subject's eyes and in their faces. Mm -hmm. So looking at that picture of the mm -hmm. girls, you guys know, and the viewers out there know exactly, yep. know exactly how I was feeling. Yep. Do you think that's how style is some, is often created? Is that, you know, everyone asks, how do you come up with a so, style? So an Annie Leibovitz style? style is based on the, how she is relating exactly. with the subjects. Yeah, how do you think, yeah. what, what do you think of that, Rick? I, I think it's true. Uh, it, it has to happen. Another, a simpler way to say that just doesn't sound as cool is that we're mirrors. Right. And, you know, if I'm photographing this uh, monk in Bhutan, I don't know if it's on my uh, on my site here, uh, on my gallery, but one of my favorite. No, it's not. Uh, it's not here. I was photographing this monk in Bhutan uh, while my mother was dying and we were talking about, uh, <clears throat> you know, the meaning of life, whatever. Mm. And he's very, very serious. Mm. And I was serious. And that seriousness and that honesty uh, was reflected in in uh, in his face in the photograph. So I think if if people think about that, the camera looks both ways. Um, you know, when you're photographing a horse, <laughs> the philosophy may not work. But when you're photographing a person, <laughs> wait a minute. Now wait a minute. Don't diss horses. They're very sensitive. They actually do mirror your emotions and the feelings. Well, so so do plants, right? Well, I don't know Plants. if these fish knew how you felt when you took their picture. You know, Rick, you're going to have to come back because we're out of time uh, for, okay. for this section. But I want to talk about underwater photography, which is a whole oh, sure. very technical subject. And, yeah. and you do so many things. It's really amazing. The range of your skills are just fantastic. I've been around a long time. <laughs> Catherine Hall, Rick Salmon, we're talking about photography, a mostly photo. When we come back, uh, we are going to get some tips from Rick. Yeah. Find out a little bit about what's in his bag. I do want to mention, though, our uh, our contest. This episode of Mostly Photo is brought to you by our friends at Ford, makers of the fantastic 100% newly reinvented Ford Explorer. And we have gifts to give away. We have awards. Lisa Lisa picked uh, some of these, and um, and you picked some of these. So as it's interesting, actually, the People's Choice Award is the same as Lisa's award. So this was my pick, too. Was it your pick, yeah. too? Well, this one obviously must be a great photo because now it's unanimous. Uh, let me pull up the photo. It is wedding party strolling in Central Park. You remember the story uh, of that. This was a, a picture that was taken at our photo walk, which is, which is kind of cool. Uh, one of the people who was participating in the photo walk, uh, Kenny L. 2007, I guess that's the that's the only name we have for him. We'll have to get a better name for the gift certificate. Uh, wandered off from the photo walk because he saw it's actually Kenny Lee, because he saw a wedding party in the distance, and got what is a, could be well be a classic photo of this wedding party strolling in the park. I mean, just an amazing moment in time. The way they look, the matching umbrellas. The guy in the kilt, what the hell's he doing? All of it just, <laughs> just just makes you really look at this photo. So not only Lisa's pick, but also a People's Choice Award winner. That means, Kenny Lee, you're going to get two $100 Amazon gift certificates. Uh, you won uh, for both of them. I think you have that's... really good gifts. Well, not only do we have good gifts, we have good photographers, and we have yeah, several really thousand submissions. Yeah, I'm by the submissions. Yeah. Great photographs. So uh, you want to see the, uh, the next week's uh, uh, picks, and we'll let everybody vote. And uh, Lisa will pick our winner. These are uh, actually all you have to do is go to mostlyphotoadventures.com. That's the website Ford put together uh, for the contest. Let me pull it up here for you. And click the finalists tab, and you, you will see each week you will see our finalists. These are our, oh my goodness, our week four finalists. And I guess it's appropriate because last week we talked about 
wedding photos. Jared Ruppolato, uh this is picture number one. He picked this. Look at that. I love the sun placement. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and then picture number two here. Beautiful, Beautiful. photo. Yep. Let me, let, me, let me get the photo credit on that. That's um, Matt Herring, Matt J. Herring. And uh, Bob shot 2010. <laughs> yeah, mirroring, right? Mirroring something. Mirroring the photographer's look. So adorable. So those are our three photos. You, uh, you can vote. Lisa will pick uh, her favorite for next week. We will announce our winners May 17th. 2011 on the Mostly Photo Show as we did this week. But you have now till May 15th to vote for your favorite using the Twitter hashtags under each photo. Mostly Photo Award 10, 11, and 12. But what you got to do is go to uh, the website mostlyphotoadventures.com, click the finalist tab, look closely and uh, pick the one that you like the best. Lisa will pick her favorite and we will let you know who the winners are. And again, uh, the People's Choice uh, winner and the Judges winner each get a $100 Amazon.com gift certificate. We do want to thank our friends at Ford because they do such a great job, and I'm really thrilled that they are supporting the show. I think one of the reasons is because that all-new 2011 Ford Explorer is great for photographers and for families. For traveling around, you can see we have uh, three rows with enough seating for seven people. The second and third rows will fold flat, so if you've got a lot of gear like Rick does, you don't have to get it all. You don't have to get all on the vest. Up to 80.7 <laughs> cubic feet of space as you travel around. A great standard 3.5-liter V6 engine with 290 horsepower, 255 uh, pound-foot of torque. Isn't that foot-pound? I think it should be foot-pound of torque. That gives you a towing capacity of 5,000 pounds with the optional uh, towing package. So you can not only haul uh, your all your camera gear in the Explorer, you can haul Rick's studio behind you as you're going down down the road uh, and of course uh, the 2011 explorer ford's really done a great job with their engines uh the 2011 ford explorer best in class 25 highway miles per gallon according to the epa they really are good with these engines i i needn't mention that my ford touch is optional in there as well with the incredible uh, big eight inch screen in the center console the two little screens behind the steering wheel let you control everything climate entertainment phone navigation with your voice and with your touch it's just incredible. I want you to check out the 2011 Ford Explorer this week at your Ford dealer. Bring the whole family. You can all travel in style. And don't forget, mostlyphotoadventures.com to check out our uh, finalists this time around. I hate I hate to uh, to wrap up the show, but there's so much more to talk about with Rick. Will you please come back? Absolutely. I'd love to. You guys are great. You've well, given I'm us three a, great I'm, tips. Should we, should we get Rick's tips? Yeah, be a good let's time do to it. Do that. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Well, the first one is actually Leo. Again, thanks so much for scrolling around. If you go in the search window on my blog and just type in monk, I will look. So for, I, oh, you you found the monk. Oh, good. Okay. I found the monk in the search window on the top, or right next to the E. You could type in monk or Keith Richards. Uh, Catherine Keith Richards is a very old guitar player in an old rock and All roll right. band. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now we're assuming things. <laughs> anyway, this is this is what I was talking about. And Catherine, we love you. We're just teasing you. Yeah. Uh, we can take it. Look at this uh, picture. Oh, my God. This is the one oh. I was talking about when I was uh, talking to him about, you know, my mother. But look at his face. And if you scroll down, you'll see, you know, this girl. Uh, this is out in this uh, cowboy town, you know, below the cowboy. Oh, I like that shot. Isn't that great? That's With a horse in the, in the reflection. Awesome. Yeah. yeah we, 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 well, that's a, Catherine, you talked about making a picture. 
you know, this took a while to, you know, get that right. You had to but move just, him around. You had to move. You had to move yourself around. Well, he looks like he's being photographed by the Godfather. What's, go. what's she thinking about? Uh, well, actually, she, we're demonstrating in in painting <laughs> and in photography. The hands are the hardest thing to photograph. That's right. So in, in the bottom photograph, this is what's called uh, the photograph below that called man hands. So a lot of people, photographers, and she she told me this is the model who told me about this. These are man hands. You look how feminine the hands are in the picture uh, above them. So watch, paying attention to you know when you're enhancing your pictures in the digital dark from every. That pixel. is not. Those are horrible hands. <laughs> those are horrible hands. Those are man hands. But she's got beautiful hands. It's not her fault. Yeah. It no, kinda, no, she's it she's demonstrating. Away. Pulls away. So your but, second uh, tip. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So so, yeah, yeah. so so anyway, yeah, the camera looks both ways. You know, if you look at this picture of this Tariano uh, Indian woman that I photographed deep within the rainforest of Brazil, you can look at that eye contact. I was very uh, serious here. I showed respect for the whole yes. uh, for the yes. whole tribe. And then you have oh, the monk. Oh man! Oh, that's all so of beautiful. your pictures are very warm. That must mean you're a warm person, right? Well, I'm I'm Italian. Uh, yeah. very warm. Yeah. So your second tip is composition. Yeah. Yeah, composition really is the strongest way of seeing. If we think, like, look at the picture of the monks there. You know, this is cropped square. Uh, you know, I compose this so I have a, you know, the picture is kind of balanced with uh, the monks are actually coming out for lunch after a, a monk ceremony in the royal kingdom of Bhutan. But I want to include a, you know, a sense of place. And this picture, talking about composition, has a sense of place. And if you go back up to the picture of the, uh, of the girl, the headshot, that could have been taken in Croton Hudson, New York, but the picture of the girl's painting, uh, yeah, that could have been Croton Hudson, New York. I could have hired a model, but the but one up for there, that <laughs> yeah. has that has a greater sense of place. So I have to say I'm jealous because, uh, and, and I, I, I'm just going to say this, because I, I know it's small and petty, but of course your pictures are good. You get to go to the most beautiful places in the world. See, Never on. Never underestimate the importance of an interesting subject. And this is this, Leo, you bring up something that's really, really true. For example, if I had a picture on my blog, you know, of my wife kissing me on the ear, big deal. If we had a picture on my blog of Marilyn Monroe kissing Jackie Kennedy on now the ear. Now that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sounds funny and we're laughing, but it's true. No, never, it's true. never underestimate and makeup and, and wardrobe and props and all this other stuff. Yeah. So your final tip is see the light. Can you explain? Yeah, we have to, yeah, sure. We have to learn how to see the light. It's all about the light. We have to learn how to see the contrast range in the scene. And if we do that, we know how we can control the light with the flash, a reflector, a diffuser, HDR, or whatever. We have to learn how to see the direction of light. That way we, we could also help control the light. We could also look for shadows. Remember, shadows can be your friend. Then we have to look for the quality of light, hard or soft. And then we have to learn how to see the color of light. So if we learn how to, how to see the light, then we know how to expose for the light, create the best shot uh, on site, and then we can move into the digital darkroom and play with the light in Photoshop Lightroom or Aperture or wherever. Well, it's true. That's what photography means is yeah. painting with yeah. light or drawing with light. Yeah. 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 So, so what's your favorite items, your top four favorite items in your bag? I like his 15 millimeter lens. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the I'm voting for good. that. <laughs> the 15 is good. I would say uh, I never. It doesn't just have to be lenses. Yeah, I would say I never leave home without a flash. I never leave home without a flash. And you have a contraption so you can pull it. 
Yeah, Pull look at up. that. He's got it on a hinge or so something. So you can have well, it so it's not the on thing camera. Is, what I want to do is my number one flash tip is, again, I'll tone this down, is take the darn flash off the camera. Because if you take the flash off the camera, you open up a whole new world of creativity. Yes. You could bounce it off a ceiling. You can, can, yes. can uh, create shadows that can be your friends. So yeah, I have a little pocket wizard here that fires the flash. So And who holds say, your flash when you're doing this? Are you holding it or do you have somebody... Yeah. Well, sometimes I have people holding it, but actually, if but I, you could just do it yourself, just stretch your you, arm out. Okay. You could do it yourself. Okay. And, uh, yeah, move, the trick move is you have to have that trigger and the the wireless trigger so that it will still go off when you press the button. And, and strong arms for the L series lens. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Look at that. That guy is muscle. Time for the gun show. Yeah, there you go. But other than that, uh, I never leave home without a reflector and a diffuser. And uh, I'm always shooting with a wide-angle zoom and a telephoto zoom. What, so I'm what, ready wide, for the people. What number yeah. specifically? Well, if I'm doing uh, street photography, people photography, it's uh, a 24 to 105 if I, for the wide-angle. Or if I'm doing That's landscape. the kit lens. That's nice. That's, that's a, if you're going to have one lens. That's the kit lens. Then that's So a lot of people have, have that on the 5D yeah. Mark II. Yeah. It's so sharp. It's so sharp. It's a great lens. And for landscapes, the uh, 17 to 40. And if I'm doing uh, people photography, the 70 to 200, <clears throat> F4 actually, I don't need the 2.8 lens because I'm shooting outside oh, all the Now time. you tell me. I, sp like I had got the F4 and I said, oh, I need the faster lens. It's been a lot no, of no. money. You, you, you got the faster lens, yeah, right? I got both of them. The 2.8 oh. will last your whole life. I figure, yeah, what the hell. <laughs> They're both good. Money, money flows through my fingers. Great pictures last forever. <laughs> I should tell that to all prospective clients. Yeah. Money throws through your money. fingers. The pictures are forever. Pictures are forever, right. But like I was saying, actually, at the beginning, this guy in the boat had the $11,000 lens. It's really not about the gear, you know. Yeah. And it's just like a guitar. You give Eric Clapton, you know, a $400 guitar. I think it's going to sound pretty good. I think you're right. I would agree. Rick Salmon, I think you sound pretty good. It's really great to have you on the show. Everybody should visit Rick's site, ricksalmon.info. There is a lot of information on the website uh, about Rick's uh, workshops and expeditions. You teach a lot. And a I lot. Th I yeah, think I've heard some really good things about your workshops. I think we're very lucky that, yeah. that Rick does those because it's a great opportunity. You don't have to be oh. a gazillionaire. And have a one-on-one -on -one with Rick, because and then right. don't, and, and then of course all the apps too are uh, available. Apps, there. great resource. Yeah, yeah. Catherine, we should do a workshop together. Get Leo. We're going along. to Cuba. You go. If it's you do Cuba, logistics. I'm going. I'm going to okay. Cuba. I don't care when, how. I'm going. Right, well, right after we go skydiving. I'm not yes. going. If you go skydiving, <laughs> I'm not going. I don't care how or when. <laughs> I need someone on the ground documenting this. I'll stay on the ground and wave goodbye. He'll I will take, do that. He'll take our photo. <laughs> From with, very, his, with the 70 to 200. Yeah, I'll use the 70 to yeah. 200 with the 1.4 extender. We'll then we're the good. <laughs> Rick, such a pleasure to meet you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, well, Rick. Same, he same here. You're, you guys are really a lot of fun and great interviewers and uh, really the best. So well, thanks so much. We'll have you back very soon because there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. RickSalmon.info. And you can follow Rick on Twitter. He's at Rick Salmon, S-A-M-M-O-N. Catherine Hall, you're also on the Twitter, doing a yes, lot of Twittering these days. I like that. Is it Catherine Hall? Catherine underscore Hall. It's spelled Catherine like Catherine the Great. C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. Yeah. She is Catherine the Great. She's also uh, on the net at CatherineHall.net. And uh, whenever um, Lisa can't make it, 
I'm thrilled to have yeah. you and here. And talk to me on Twitter in the meantime. Yeah. You can ask questions of Catherine. Yeah. yeah. Catherine, Catherine knows her. I love that shot. Isn't that a beautiful shot? Yeah. She, you know, it's funny Thanks. because we talked about Catherine's wedding photography uh, last week. And I just noted that I always there. It seems like everywhere in your portfolio, there's little tiny bride and groom and then beautiful, gorgeous <laughs> something going on. It's almost as like, we'll just stick them there so I can take a great picture of something else. But that is a very romantic, very beautiful shot. Thank you. I like that very much. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Rick. And thank you all for being here. We'll see you next week. We do mostly photo. I should tell everybody, if you want to watch live, uh, every Tuesday afternoon, right after Mac Break Weekly, around 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, at live.twit.tv. But you can also subscribe after the fact. Twit.tv slash photo. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next Thanks, time. Thanks, guys. On mostly photo. Bye-bye.